Lord, let the words of, that come out of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my and our strength and Redeemer. Amen. Most of us are familiar with this date. We wouldn't be here if this was not a significant date that we all uh, recognize and want to uh, bear and know the significance of. And I hope what I say today might help us uh, be, remind us of that and maybe see it in a little fresher, a fresh way. It's important to remember what the significance of this day is. It's, of course, it was a brutal death. It was a horrible uh, execution. But it had far deeper significance than that. In 2 Corinthians, it says, For God made the only one who did not know sin to become sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God through him. And John, in his first epistle, writes, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, the penalty-paying sacrifice for our sins, and not for our, only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. If we think that uh, Jesus' death was avoidable or it was a tragic outcome for people that rejected him, um, there are elements of that that is true but it is not it's not the story it's not the main story we just heard that uh, in from isaiah that it was it pleased god to have his son his anointed one suffer and we might I think maybe we should consider that the word pleased may not mean that it gave the Lord, our Father God, some kind of uh, like perverse pleasure or glee or uh, satisfaction like a sadist or something like that. That's not what the, I don't believe this, that's what this word means. It pleased him in the sense that he knew that this was for all time and eternity a reconciliation of back to himself, the suffering of his son, the bearing our sin was the reconciliation of the people that he created in his image, all people for the chance to be reconciled back to him. 
that was pleasure for him to know that and to know it had arrived, it was happening. So Jesus, we, we might think he's a martyr. Uh, Oswald Chambers, in his devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, reminds us that the cross reveals to us God's opinion. I'm adding a few words here. His opinion, his conclusion, his judgment of sin, of the cost of sin. He didn't, Jesus didn't suffer martyrdom for a cause. He emptied himself, scripture says, took upon himself the form of a servant, even though he, by all rights, was a king, and was obedient to his father all the way to death. This death on a cross that we remember today. I've had the privilege, if you will, of, of giving a talk a few years ago about the, like a, a medical explanation of what happened to Jesus leading up to being nailed to the cross and, and then the, the, the actual crucifixion. And it was a brutal death. It was a horrible torture. But if any of us have read enough history, we know that mankind has done equally bad things to, I don't think I'm exaggerating to say millions of people have been uh, tortured and killed for some twisted idea of vengeance or justice. So Jesus is not the only one that suffered physically. But I'd like us to, to consider today the weight of this death. My wife taught history and, and other humanities for a few decades, and um, many of us are familiar with a, with a timeline of history from the beginning of time till, well, we have a hope for the end of time and the beginning of eternity uh, with our maker. Jesus' death is the center point of this whole timeline of human history, I would submit to you. It's a, the center upon which all of the human story rests. I think most of us are familiar with the idea of a, uh, a center of gravity or uh, a focal point, a, a leverage point. Maybe some of us know some physics. We know the principle of leverage. If you uh, take a point, the center, and, and uh, have a long enough lever, you can, you can move a great deal of, of weight. Jesus' death was, was a center point, a fulcrum focus that bends all of history one direction or another, bends the story of all people one direction or another. 
in the in the natural I like word pictures and in the natural uh, every foundation every central point every center of gravity um, it eventually wears out you know we we think that some of the amazing structures that have been built in our country uh, might last forever and I don't know how long this physical earth is going to last so maybe some of them will be st still standing at the scripture says heaven and earth will pass away. But some of the most amazing uh, and huge structures like the city of Babylon, they're, they're, there's, there's virtually nothing left. I mean, we, we see some of the ruins. Uh, our own bodies have a center of gravity. Uh, the lowest... Uh, the flex point of the lowest part of our spine, um, you know, we have these little cushions between each bone and our spine called the disc, and that lowest disc is designed for tremendous uh, stress. I, I basically disbelieved my textbook that said when we lean forward to touch our toes, there's a thousand pounds per square inch of pressure on that lowest disc, but that's what the book says, so somebody must have figured that out. Um, if any of you in, out there are anything like me, uh, that central point uh, wore out uh, fairly quickly, relatively quickly. Um, I have a scar to prove it. Um, but the point is, in the natural, all these things that we may look to as a, as a point that bears tremendous weight, tremendous stress, it, it creates stability, it creates a, a point of attachment, it, it will not last. Jesus' death, and of course his resurrection, is the focal point of history that can bear an unspeakable weight and it can bear it without breaking. It has borne it, it does bear it, it will bear it without breaking. It's the only focal point, central point that can bear the weight of the sin of the whole world. He bore it. So when we talk about the suffering that Jesus prayed that he might be able to avoid he knew he was heading toward bearing a weight that in his own human strength was unbearable. But he, as fully God and fully man, he bore that weight. He took upon himself our sin and the sin of the whole world. That's what we're here to remember. We grieve but we grieve with gratitude. We grieve, but we grieve with hope. The world, for all its mockery of, of God and rejection of God, much of the world still, it's inescapable that they recognize this focal point. I mean, we. We have a calendar that's recognized in most of the world as before Christ and A.D. or after. Yeah. 
Auntie, I, I don't know, the, my wife's a Latin teacher, but she, she knows what it stands for. A.D. So, that's the point I wanted to make today, that we remember that Jesus bore this weight. You know, I, the word glory, one definition of the word glory is weight in the sense of significance. And you talk about the significance of bearing the weight of the sin of the world. That's glory. It's God's glory, but it's a glory that he invites us to share in. We're going to have together a prayer of confession. It'll be shown up on the screen. I will read the words for the leader. And please, you, all of you, read the words that say all after them. Halfway through, we will have a time of meditation. And our request is that you take time to let the Holy Spirit search your heart and have a time of silent confession and then we will resume. It's not a long prayer, but. This is from Psalm 40. Do not withhold your mercy from me, O Lord. They are more than the hairs of my head. Be pleased, O oh Lord, to save me. I am poor and needy. May the Lord think of me. And I would remind us that the Lord promises if we confess our sin, is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness.